0: And a very good afternoon to you. Thank you so much for joining us here on this Friday. I'm Jim Ferretti. COVID news today. We heard from the governor of Oregon for the first time since September, along with health officials who are now predicting a new surge of COVID cases, thanks to the latest variant of the disease. We start our coverage with KXL's Mike Turner. Dr. Peter Graven from Oregon Health Sciences University says Omicron is expected to become the dominant COVID variant and predicts there will be a spike in cases by January. We can expect a surge in Oregon hospitalizations by mid-January with infections that begin sooner than that. Combined with its heightened transmissibility, we expect Omicron will generate a large increase in the number of Oregonians who will become severely ill. You likely need a hospital bed. The good news is that other countries are not seeing severe illnesses or deaths from Omicron for those who are vaccinated and have a booster. The governor calls on Oregonians. Get your booster shot. Boosters work. The concern is hospitalizations. Too many beds are already occupied by those who have the Delta variant. Mike Turner, FM News 101. Meanwhile, the Oregon Health Authority today releasing its five-point plan to deal with the expected surge. Here's KXL's Grant McHill with that part of the story. OHA Director Patrick Allen says the first priority is to help at least a million Oregonians get a booster by the end of January. We're going to support our partners in the healthcare system to at least double or triple their current weekly booster vaccinations. We're going to add three new high-capacity vaccination sites and resume mobile vaccination clinics. We're going to add and deploy contracted health care staff to vaccination clinics, and we're going to expand our supply of mRNA vaccines. He says the other priorities include focusing boosters on the most vulnerable, rapidly delivering new COVID-19 treatments and testing, supporting health care workers in hospitals, and shifting the state's outreach focus to connecting people to boosters. Grant McHill, FM News 101. 4.05, our other big story now. A week-long strike started Brighton early this morning for some 10,000 grocery clerks who work at Fred and QFC. KXL's Rosemary Reynolds spoke with some of those employees. I spent time with striking food workers at the Happy Valley and Clackamas stores. They stepped right up to speak out. Do you think the company is being greedy? You know, I'm not really sure that they're being greedy. I think they're just holding steadfast to what they think we deserve, which isn't right. They don't work the floor. They don't know what we do. I mean, I don't like that we have to, but it's what needs to be done. Like if they're not going to work with us, then we have to take a stand for it, you know. The union chose to break off negotiations because it couldn't get Kroger to agree to pay workers more than an additional 50 cents an hour. Fred Meyer says in part of a written statement, the union decision to strike during the holidays is reckless. The union's point, though, is the company is going to get hit right in the pocketbook during the busiest week of the year. Rosemary Reynolds, FM News 101. The man who police say shot and killed a man and woman in a Tiger apartment complex yesterday afternoon is behind bars. 40-year-old 40, 40 Ronald Stevens was arrested by U.S. Marshals in Sandy last night. He's charged with two counts of murder. The victims have not yet been identified. Investigators say they knew the suspect. A high school student in Seattle suburb was arrested Thursday after allegedly bringing a gun and ammo to school. Police say a 15-year-old showed the gun to several students at Meadowdale High School in Linwood. One of the students told their parents, who then called police. The gun and ammo were allegedly found in the teen's room. The Clark County Council is considering the idea of temporarily lifting their fireworks sales ban between Christmas and New Year's. Clark County Fire Marshal Dan Young talks about how the law has been hurting some businesses. And that means they cannot sell mortars, anything that goes up in the air. So it will probably affect the the amount of sales. Dan says they'll be ready for whatever the council decides. In the interim ordinance is, if the interim ordinance is approved, there would be a one-time sales period for fireworks in Clark County from noon on Monday, December 27th until 11 p.m., on December 31st. Saturday is Blood Donor Day in both Oregon and Washington. KXL's John Eric Smith tells us why you're encouraged to get out and give blood. December 18th marks the anniversary of a deadly train derailment. Three people died and 80 were injured on a ride between Seattle and Portland. Medical experts point out events like that can cause a major dip in the local blood supply. There's a daily need for, for blood then you compound that with some um, mass casualty event like that uh, train crash and that puts a big strain on the on the system That's Dr. Rick Cole. He's a trauma surgeon at Legacy Emanuel Medical Center. He's teaming up with Bloodworks Northwest to ask everyone who's eligible to give any time of year, not just on Blood Donor Day. Dr. Cole says that donated blood is used for a wide variety of procedures, everything from cancer treatment to childbirth. John Eric Smith, FM News 101. Coming up at 416, New York City officials say they have a plan to get rid of rats. It involves cookies we'll explain. Then it's the five things you need to know today at 419. The NFL all of a sudden is feeling like it's right back in 2020 as the league is starting to postpone games. And the Biden administration says it has a new strategy to keep children in the classroom during the pandemic. Stay connected to Portland's Afternoon News on FM News 101 KXL. Welcome back to Portland's Afternoon News on FM News 101 KXL. Thank you so much for joining us here on this Friday. It's been a long week. All right. Could a popular cookie be a way to solve a major problem in many American cities? The answer might be yes. We get more now from CBS News correspondent Steve Futterman. It is one of the most popular cookies in the U.S. Who's that kid with the Oreo? Have you ever felt that Oreo cookies are irresistible? It seems rats may feel the same way, and now some innovators in New York City are using crumpled Oreo cookies to lure rats to high-tech traps. Once the rats begin to munch, the trap drops them into a blue liquid. It makes the rats unconscious. You can figure out the rest. Not everyone likes the new traps Peter calls it a way to torment and kill small animals. Steve Futterman, CBS News. I don't know. Maybe think of it as their last meal or something like that way. It could be. That brings us to 419. Time now for the five things you need to know today. Number five. The NFL is being forced to postpone games due to COVID. The Las Vegas Raiders-Cleveland Browns game moving to tomorrow or moving from tomorrow, that is, to Monday at 5 o'clock Eastern time, so 2 o'clock here in the Pacific Northwest. Also, the Washington football team and the Eagles game and the Seahawks and the Rams both going to be played on Tuesday now. Number four. Former Trump ally Roger Stone is using his Fifth Amendment right to not incriminate himself during a meeting with the House committee investigating the January 6th Capitol riot. Stone told reporters that he hadn't done anything wrong but used the Fifth Amendment for every question because he believed House Democrats had a, quote, history of fabricating pre-jury charges. He again asserted that he was not at the Ellipse in Washington, D.C. on January 6th and did not march to the Capitol. Number three. The former Minnesota police officer charged with manslaughter in the shooting death of a black man describes the moments before she pulled the trigger as, quote, chaotic. Kim Potter sobbed on the witness stand as she testified she meant to use her taser on Dante Wright during a traffic stop. Potter said she shouted taser taser taser, believing that she had fired her stun gun. Number two. Police in Northern Virginia say they may have evidence of a potential serial killer in Fairfax County. The remains of four victims were found inside a container in the woods. Fairfax County Police Chief Kevin Davis says that the person who committed the murders meets the victims first online on dating sites. He's killed four already. And we we suspect that, that he has more victims. Chief Davis says he then meets them at motels, eventually carrying their bodies to the woods in a shopping cart. Number one. The Biden administration says it has a new strategy to keep children in the classroom using increased COVID-19 testing. The move will use a test-to-stay approach. Previously, unvaccinated students who had close contacts with a peer who was COVID-19 positive, were required to quarantine. Oregon started using this strategy earlier this month. And those are the five things you need to know today.